from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. You know, perhaps instead of Tonka being uh, used and abused for the entertainment industry, uh, Tanya Haddix has a place in Hollywood uh, because it's just remarkable how many times she, she's been able to force herself to, to break down. Even talking about it gets you upset because I love those kids more than anything in life. She denied him expert veterinary care, fresh air, and the ability to enjoy time with other chimpanzees. He really could not be deprived much more than he was. A team of expert staff will ensure that he is given everything that he wants and needs in his best interests. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's been five months since we discussed the curious case of a Missouri chimpanzee named Tonka. At the time, a Missouri woman named Tanya Haddix was locked in a legal dispute with PETA. Haddix owned the Missouri Primate Foundation, but PETA alleged the Festus compound was home to squalid conditions. A federal judge in St. Louis agreed. She ordered Haddix to turn over Tonka for transfer to an animal sanctuary. Haddix insisted she couldn't, that Tonka was dead. But PETA has now uncovered new evidence that is beyond dispute. Tonka was actually alive the whole time, stuck in a cage in Tanya Haddock's basement in Sunrise Beach, Missouri. And joining us now with the latest is Jared Goodman. He is the PETA Foundation's vice president and deputy general counsel for animal law and has been litigating this case for years now. Jared, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. So, Jared, just for those who aren't aware of the backstory on this, Tonka was a high-profile chimp for reasons beyond this litigation that you fought for years. What was his celebrity connection? Yeah, so he was—he appeared in some films back in the '90s, uh, including most notably *Buddy* with Alan Cumming, who has worked with PETA for the last several years to uh, help try to find Tonka and ensure that he could live out the rest of his days in an accredited sanctuary. And so Tonka was stuck living after his movie career ended. He ended up at this Missouri Primate Foundation in Festus, Missouri. And the conditions there have been well litigated. Um, what were the biggest problems that were found with this facility where this, mm -hmm. this chimp was living? Yeah, so the, the Missouri Primate Foundation was the primary breeder for chimpanzees who were used in the entertainment industry and pet trade. And once chimpanzees get too big to use for that purpose, they often end up warehoused in facilities like this. And PETA's investigation, as well as federal government investigations, revealed that they were living in squalor. There were insect infestations, filth everywhere. The chimpanzees, many of them never had the opportunity to even step outside. Uh, USDA inspectors and and uh, our, our co-plaintiff in the case visited the facility and could not even enter one of the rooms without their nasal passages burning from the ammonia scent mm -hmm. because it was so filthy there. Um, so, so we sued under the Endangered Species Act to 
work to get these chimpanzees to sanctuary. And ultimately, uh, Judge Catherine Perry here in St. Louis, she ordered that all these chimps needed to be transferred from this facility to an animal sanctuary. And that's when all of a sudden we start hearing Tanya Haddock saying that no, Tonka can't be transferred, that he died of natural causes, that her husband had cremated his body. You were extremely skeptical about those claims from the get-go. What had you thought at the time that had happened to Tonka? Uh, well, that's that's exactly right. I mean, we never gave up on finding Tonka because we never believed the lies that she told about his death. Um, and this included sworn statements under oath uh, and testimony in open court, where there was this elaborate story about how he died and then was cremated on a burn pit at impossible temperatures. And so during a hearing back in January, we presented unrefuted evidence to the court that Tanya Haddox's story about what happened to Tonka does not make any sense. And at that time, the court ultimately held that it didn't believe Tanya Haddox's story, but we ultimately were not able to prove that Tonka was living because we hadn't had eyes on him. So we, we never gave up searching for him. And now nearly a year after he should have been rescued last July, he finally can thrive in a lush sanctuary where he'll receive the expert care that he's really been denied his entire life and especially over the last several months as he has been confined to Tanya Haddix's basement so in a he, cage that... Yeah, so it, this was, it, sorry, in a small cage. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you had made very clear you weren't giving up on this, but here he is stuck in this basement. You had no way of being able to get down there and see this basement. How did you get the word out that, hey, we're on top of this. We want more information about what happened to Tonka. So PETA and Alan Cumming, uh, his co-star in Buddy, issued a a $2,000 reward for information leading to Tonka's whereabouts or confirmation that he actually died. And ultimately, that was actually never claimed. But between that and and our own investigations, that's how we were attempting to get more information as to where he might be. So this all came to a head just in the last couple weeks here. You filed in court on June 1st asking for an urgent temporary restraining order. What got you to the point where you're like, okay, Judge Perry, we're back. We have information. Uh, So we suddenly uh, were able to receive a recording of a phone call in which Tanya Haddix admitted that Tonka was alive and claimed that she was euthanizing him on June 2nd. So we had no option but to seek an emergency order uh, to save Tonka's life and to give him the chance to be rescued. So this recording, um, this is just absolutely critical information in this case. This is a 28-minute phone call. It allows us to listen as Tanya Haddox talks to an unnamed person. This is a person whose voice has been altered to protect their identity. Now, in this recording, Tanya says that Tonka's her best friend and that losing him will be like losing a child. But she says that her vet, this is Dr. Casey Talbot, has said that Tonka is in congestive heart failure and insisted that he be euthanized. And Casey wanted me to put him down the other day, but I just couldn't do it. So he um, made an appointment for the 2nd of May. Um, Of June, sorry. um, To be committed. I mean, he's going to make me stand firm on that appointment. Um, Because he don't think I'm being fair to Tonka. And now in this call, Tanya Haddox protested that unlike other people, she only cares about Tonka's welfare. 
and, and see, that's the only thing I care about is him. Not the other stuff. Not what money you can get out of him. Nothing. Do you realize I could, if, if he was not a wanted fugitive, do you realize you could make a million dollars off of TikTok off of him? And that is Tanya Haddix in a recording of a phone call obtained by PETA. A couple things here, Jared. First, this obviously proves that uh, Tonka is still alive because she's planning to have him euthanized the next day. She also describes him as a wanted fugitive. She'd previously been caught um, in a phone call talking about Tonka, claimed it was maybe just a different Tonka. Was this the proof you needed that she's talking about this same same uh, Tonka. There can be no doubt this is the chimp that you guys had been searching for. That's absolutely right. So we did, um, in that hearing back in January, we were able to present to the court a text message from Tanya Haddix stating that Tonka needed groceries. Um, and that's when she invented the story while under oath that she was referring to a different Tonka who she named um, that in memory of Tonka the chimpanzee. But here we have a situation where um, she is just unquestionably referring to the chimpanzee, the health conditions that she previously claimed he had, and, uh, and since has apparently admitted that this was Tonka uh, in, in other published reports. So what was going through your mind when you finally got a chance to hear this 28-minute phone call? I mean, in some ways, this is confirmation of everything you'd been saying. On the other hand, she was planning for him to be euthanized in very short order. What was going through your mind? Um, we knew we needed to rush to court immediately. <laughs> there wasn't much time to consider much else than that. Um, we, we needed to get to court and have Judge Perry issue an order that would save his life. And so I think we have to remember that everything that Tanya Haddock says must be taken with a grain of salt in light of her repeated lies, again, under oath and in sworn affidavits. Um, but we do know that she denied him expert veterinary care, fresh air, and the ability to enjoy time with other chimpanzees. Um, uh, while she references her, her veterinarian in that phone call seeing Tonka, you know, our, our understanding is that he actually did not receive any veterinary care hmm. between May of last year and now. So your understanding is that she made up this whole conversation with, with this vet? Oh, not necessarily. Um, it's, it's very difficult to assess what is true and what is not. Um, but we, we do know um, from the veterinarian himself that he, he did not personally treat Tonka between May of last year and now. Wow. So she also makes very clear in this call how much she uh, hates PETA, how much she really dislikes you personally. She <laughs> blames this as your crusade. Were you worried that she might kill Tonka just so that you couldn't have him, that if you didn't act fast enough, um, you know, if the judge couldn't somehow stop her from doing this, she'd obviously been in defiance of court orders before this. Yes. So uh, we actually had to go to the court ex parte, which means that we did not serve a copy of our motion on Ms. Haddix as an emergency, uh, because we believed that if she received notice that we knew Tonka was there, she would again secret him away to some other entirely inappropriate enclosure where he would continue to suffer and probably be killed by her. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so we actually, uh, in this motion, had the federal court uh, order that U.S. Marshals serve 
the order on Ms. Haddock's and we were able to monitor the property from the moment she received notice of this until we arrived with our veterinarians to assess Tonka to ensure that he actually was healthy enough to move. And so when you were able to get there um, and, and these people on this team could then see Tonka, what was that moment like? Um, it was incredible. Uh, certainly, we, we were just so thrilled to finally locate him. Uh, but based on Ms. Haddix's statements, there was still some uncertainty about his condition. And what we learned from the veterinarian's evaluation is that, you know, whether it be because her veterinarian was not sufficiently experienced with chimpanzees or because her statements were just not truthful uh, in this recording and elsewhere, uh, but Tonka is not on the verge of death. Uh, mm -hmm. He was absolutely healthy enough to be moved, and there's no reason at this point, um, as we are, you know, we're still awaiting the results of some veterinary examination, um, there's no reason at this point to think that he will not live a long and healthy life in a sanctuary. And yet we now know that he spent probably about a year, um, depending on when he was actually moved into this basement cage in defiance of court orders. Um, the thinking is that he was not able to go outside at all during that time, that he was stuck in this small cage. That had to have, have been a very difficult thing for a chimp who was used to being around people. Um, and, and of course, like all of us, wants fresh air. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I, it, he really could not be deprived much more than he was. Uh, he did not have the ability to interact with any other members of his species, to go outside and explore, to climb, to brachiate. Any of his natural behaviors were thwarted by being held in this cage that was built into half of a room in a basement. And so there has been some pushback from some of Tanya Haddix's supporters saying this cage is not as bad as, as PETA made it look like. This was actually a big cage. What would you say to that? <laughs> That's false. I mean, the, the photos really speak for themselves. Um, this was, again, a cage built into part of a room in her home's basement. It is unfortunately exactly what you picture when you hear a description like that. He was imprisoned in a basement um, and everything natural was taken away from him. So I was able to talk to Tanya Haddix herself in January. I called her on the phone. She answered, agreed to talk on the record. And I confronted her at that time directly about these allegations. Well, so as you know, um, PETA is accusing you of faking the death of Tonka. They say you didn't want to turn him over, and so you faked his death. W what's your response to that? Well, first of all, if anybody knows about housing a chimpanzee, that would be pretty much a, an absurd statement. How so? Well, first of all, um, you to hide a chimpanzee that's 250 pounds mm -hmm. is um, kind of, uh, it's, it's, as PETA said in their statement about me owing them 18000 for um, moving Tonka, um, you know, if they were, if they won the judgment, um, the thing of it is, is, um, if it cost them $18,000 just to move one chimpanzee from Missouri to Florida, could you imagine what it'd be to be hiding and housing a chimpanzee for, they left in July and this is, um, you know, January. So how many ever months? And Tanya Haddix insisted that not only had Tonka died in April of 2021, but that she was devastated by that loss.
I'm not opposed to euthanization. I'm not opposed to any of that stuff, but I'm a big ball bag whenever it comes to the animals, just like I broke down in court. Even talking about it gets you upset because I love those kids more than anything in life. As I stated on the courtroom steps, I love those chimpanzees more than I did my, my two children that I have. So it was devastating. And so that is Tanya Haddix. We now know when she talked to me in January, she was flat out lying. Um, There's even tears that one appears to be hearing on that. Jared Goodman, what strikes you listening back to that today? You know, perhaps instead of Tonka being uh, used in abuse for the entertainment industry, uh, Tanya Haddix has a place in Hollywood uh, because it's just remarkable how many times she's been able to force herself to, to break down talking about his death and exactly how she and her husband disposed of his body. Um, And as we we know now, it it was really all absolutely fabricated. Um, And so there is a a hearing on this scheduled for June 15th in in federal court, and Ms. Haddix will have the opportunity to explain herself to the judge and explain why she shouldn't be locked in a cage for her perjury and contempt of court. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that lawyers will tell you is you don't lie under oath to a federal judge. Could she be looking at something like criminal contempt that would involve her being locked up for, for what she's done? Is that a possibility in the legal arena? Absolutely. Um, and you very rarely have a clear case of perjury like this, where it was such an an elaborate story that was constructed, and there was a conspiracy to do so also, um, again, with her husband also submitting a, a false affidavit to the court. Um, and then just such clear evidence that it w- they were all willful lies. Well, this is such an amazing kind of wild legal saga that we're all looking back on today. Um, But at the heart of it, there is this chimp, this chimp who remains alive. And she had said he was in congestive heart failure. You're saying you're hopeful that that he's actually going to be okay here. What do we know in our final minute? What do we know about his, his new life? Well, we know he was overweight when when we got to him, so he will be now fed an appropriate diet and have the opportunity to exercise and continue to receive appropriate care um, from a team of expert staff who focus their entire lives on providing round-the-clock care to chimpanzees like Tonka, um, whether they need human companionship and interaction or with other chimpanzees, um, they will ensure that he is given everything that he wants and needs in his best interests. Well, Jared Goodman, uh, we thank you for joining us today, and we hope you'll keep us updated after this hearing on June 15th to see what happens to Tanya Haddix. Absolutely. I'd love to talk to you again, Sarah. Today's episode was produced by Sarah Fenske and Avery Rogers. Our audio engineer is Aaron Dorr. This episode was mixed and edited by our production intern, Avery. Alex Hoyer is our executive producer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Thank you.
Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.